Welcome to the DC Beer Show, everybody. I am Jake, and we are at DC Beer across social media. Brandy, what's up? What are you drinking? Uh, I am not drinking anything again for like the third podcast in a row. Um, but uh, I think it's just because I'm a social drinker, and I opened the fridge tonight, and I I was looking in the fridge. I was like. Well, if I do drink something, because I feel like I should for the podcast, I want something sweet. But all the sweet beers were 10% and had coffee in it. And I was like, well, it's 8 o'clock at night. I don't think I should have any of those by myself right now. So I am sans bubbles. Um, but I will make up for it this weekend, I'm sure. Jake, what are you drinking? I have here Trogues Trail Day. A dry hopped pilsner, but I wouldn't say it's like an Italian style dry hop pilsner. Um, it is a German pilsner, and it just got hit with like a little bit more saz than you might expect. And so, to me, it kind of like splits the difference between like a German style and a Czech style. It's five percent. It's very nice. And thank you to Mike Stein, who is not with us tonight, but is celebrating all the same. Happy uh, birthday for this can, yeah, <laughs> of Trogs Trail Day. Nicely done. All right. It's September. Ugh. It should be like the fall with, you know, fall beers. Brandy, you might finally get your wish of like, you know, a brown ale, a dark lager, something, anything. Yeah. I cannot believe it's September. It, seriously. I have no idea. I mean, this whole year has gone by really quickly, but it's September already. Oh, my God. And September is a huge beer month. It's a big beer month in D.C., and I made the most horrible mistake of booking a trip during that time. <laughs> what was I thinking? Uh, you'd think I would know better. Epic fail on my part. I'm going to miss— Well, Brandy, you'll be here for Brew at the Zoo. I will be here for Brew in the Zoo, but I'm going— September 8th. Yeah, I'm going to miss all the D.C. Beer Week—well, weekend festivities, all of them, including my favorite— the nine-year running Battle of the Barrel Age beer, which we did a live recording from last year. Man, that was that was that was a good time. Reese, our recording guy, was there too. Um, so that was pretty fun. To all the listeners, do me a favor and raise a glass for me while you're at all the beer week events, especially at Boundary Stone. Um, in honor of the quick approaching beer week and our fave event, well, at least mine and Jake's fave event. We have Boundary Stones co-owner Colin McDonough as our special guest this week. Listen in to Jake and Colin's interview. Hi, we're here with Colin McDonough, co-owner, co-founder of Boundary Stone. And Colin, we're here to talk about how come the Phillies are playing so much better once they fire Joe Girardi. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know, but I'll take it. That's for sure. I'm, I'm hoping to get a little playoff baseball this year. I'm just kidding. We're not here to talk Philly sports, although <laughs> Eagle season is coming up and Boundary sure is. Stone is. If you are, are, are unfortunately a Philly sports fan, Boundary Stone's where you go. That's right. Well, come, come see us. So we've got the ninth annual Battle of the Barrels coming up on Tuesday, September 20th. Is that correct? It's been that nine years. Correct. Nine years. Yeah, it's kind of wild. All right. And so this year, it's a prequel to DC Beer Week, as DC Beer Week is kind of chopped in half. Um, I would say thanks to the pandemic for most of that. So Beer Week begins, I guess it's like Thursday the 22nd, 
And so yep. this is the lead in. Yeah, we wanted to keep tradition alive. And, you know, we've been doing it on the Tuesday of Beer Week for, for nine years now. And uh, so we just want to kind of to keep it going. Uh, so, yeah, I guess now we're, we're kind of the lead in to Beer Week. It's a, it's a pretty big appetizer. I would say it's more like heavy hors d'oeuvres than yeah. anything <laughs> yeah. else. Which will tie into this year's theme. We're going to be serving heavy hors d'oeuvres for everybody. So as part of your, your ticket this year, uh, we decided to go kind of full party. And uh, so food will be included. We'll be passing, passing some great food from, from Chef David. And, uh, you know, so not only feeding your, feeding your soul with, with beer, we're actually going to feed it with food as well. Is the restaurant going, going to be open to the public or is all of Boundary Stone going in on Battle of the Barrels this year? Full battle. This will be like, uh, this will be like medieval times in here. You know, uh, you'll be in here rooting, rooting for your favorite, your favorite brewery and our, our battle theme this year is uh, medieval joust. So, all right. So previous themes, there've been like, you should do a lager or you should make an imperial stout. The theme this year is medieval jousts. Well, so that's our uh, that's our design theme. So uh, every year we sort of try to creatively come up with a different style of battle uh, just for for the swag and, and for fun on our end. Um, but it's, it's a, uh, best foot forward this year from a beer standpoint, uh, which we've done the last couple of years, uh, with the pandemic, it's, it's been kind of hard to, to box people in and, and say, Hey, you know, we need you to do this style of beer and it's gotta be aged in this kind of a barrel as it's just been difficult, uh, with staffing and, uh, timing and everything. So we basically wanted to keep it as easy as possible on folks. Yeah, that makes sense. But it also leads to a question. If that you and Chef David are going to pair food, do you have some foresight or idea of what the breweries are bringing? And so then you can kind of pair the food around that. Or food is coming out and there'll be something for everybody. and It'll work itself out. There'll always be something for everybody. But we definitely are going to take a look at at the, the, the beers being served and try to try to cater the menu to to uh, uh, complement all of your delicious barrel-aged beers. So so with that in mind, how did the Battle of Barrel-Age start? Like, what was the genesis of the event nine years ago? Man, you're going to... That's a lot of barrel-aged beers ago. That's a lot yeah. of high ABV beers. It started uh, as sort of, you know, DC Beer Week. Uh, we wanted to come up with something creative that spoke to what it is we do here at the Boundary Stone. And so being that we are a neighborhood whiskey bar um, and our, our love of, of brown spirits and all things that come from a barrel, we decided that maybe having a barrel-aged beer contest would be kind of fun. Now, back then, it was just DC Brow and Three Stars Brewing were the only local beers at the time. So they brought multiples that year. And man, if I can think way back, there were sours, there were, um, there were Imperial stouts. There might even have been a couple of IPAs aged in some strange barrels as well. I think wings of Armageddon in a gin barrel might've happened. Yeah. That was the one I was, I was going to mention. 
Uh, that was a real interesting one. It sure was. Yeah, I think that, that one sticks out in people's craw for sure. Um, so yeah, it just kind of started that way and it was a lot of fun that, you know, we were good, good buddies with the guys at DC Brown and the guys at Three Stars and we had a lot of fun that day. And from there, it kind of became a tradition each year and we started bringing more breweries into the fold each year. I think this year we're up to seven. Um, unfortunately, you know, with the closing of Three Stars, which is a real... Uh, Real hammer blow to the brewing community and and the bar and the bar community, um, so they will not be joining us. But uh, it did open up a space, and we're happy to have Denison's um, join us this year. So they get to jump into the fray and be one of the with Port City, the only sort of outside the uh, outside the boundary stones of the District of Columbia brewery. So Denison's was a good get. I think the first in Maryland representation. Um, at the event and so now it really is a a dmv affair sure is, you yeah. mentioned being good buddies with uh folks at brow and of course three stars as well uh you've also i believe you were the first dc bar to pour other half you want to talk about being good buddies with uh with former ex battle of the barrel aged judging uh member matt monahan uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we are also good, uh, good friends with, with the guys over there. I've known Matt, uh, geez, we go all the way back to, uh, our younger days here in DC running around. Matt was in a band. I was a bartender in Adams Morgan and, uh, uh, we did a lot of music stuff together. So that, and that, that seems like another lifetime. Um, but yeah, we were fortunate enough that, uh, those guys would, would let us, uh, come up and grab some beer from, from Brooklyn and and serve it here and at the Boundary Stone, um, so that that was fun and we were able to kind of grab some some fun little beer events with them in collaboration too with our buddies uh, at the Salt Line. They're also good friends and uh, good friends with the guys at Other Half as well. So yeah, one thing I recall from previous uh, battles is that there are some judges uh, who just kind of take a sip and then like they'll burn through it. Matt Monahan sit down with like a composition notebook, and I mean Matt. Matt was taking notes. Matt was looking for flavor profiles, maybe seeing if there was something you know like unexpected that maybe other half could pick up on. Market market research, but yeah, pre, yeah, doing, pre, yeah. Uh, being a uh, you know before you get into the fray, you gotta you gotta do your market research. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he learned any tricks of the trade. We'll see. Uh, We'll see what other half brings to the table this year. Uh, they had a, a powerful stout last year, but uh, I think DC Brows uh, was a crowd crowd pleaser in its drinkability. So yeah, vaulting them to the championship. Other half was coming in at about like 15, 16%, and Brows Cassia yeah. was, I think, closer to 13. And Brow ended up canning that, and it made an appearance at Saver um, a couple months ago as well. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. So like it's always, it's always good, nice that, you know, beers can go on to have careers after being in the battle. That's right. We can <laughs> we can say that uh we were there first. That's right. It's a real proving ground here at the boundaries then. All right. So we've got Battle of the Barrel Aged coming up. That's really like the marquee boundary stone event in terms of beer. And then in March, usually there's St. Baldrick's. Right. 
Yeah, so uh, every March, right around St. Patrick's Day, it's usually the Sunday either before St. Patrick's Day or the Sunday after St. Patrick's Day, uh, we shave heads to raise money for St. Baldrick's, um, which raises money for childhood cancer research. Uh, we've been doing that for uh, probably nine years as well, pretty close. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how many, uh, what year this will be, uh, but we have raised uh, over seven hundred thousand uh, dollars over the years. So we're we're gunning for that million dollar mark um, coming up here. It's a great day in the pub, great cause, near and dear. I don't know, you know, for the most part, cancer touches just about everybody. Um, so it's a really nice day to kind of come together, get some, get some nice haircuts, uh, and do it all in the name of raising money for, for charity. So. Ah, so it's a good deal. Um, it's a real, it's like a real positive vibe to it all day. Um, if you're like me and you just take a number one guard, um, to your head anyway, especially (laughs) in DC summers, it's no thing. I recommend it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, and if, if you haven't been, uh, and you don't know Brandon Skull, who, uh, is the owner at DC Brow, uh, he MCs the event and, uh, he is just a spectacular, uh, MC. It's, it's unbelievable. The guy goes for like four hours straight, just talking and convincing people to pull money out of their pockets for a good cause. Okay. For a good cause. Yeah. Yeah. He's not fleecing you for the wrong reasons. Have you all given thought to like additional beer events throughout the year? Maybe something beer and whiskey focused, pairings. There's been a significant amount of angst in like the broader beer community about beer events seem to have gone away. And this was trending even before the pandemic. I'm wondering your perspective as a, as a restaurateur, why that might be. Yeah, I mean, we definitely saw a, a fall off. Um in, in beer events as far as, especially, you know, when, when beers would launch, um, it was always kind of a awesome day, kind of beer geeky day in, in the district. Um, whenever DC brow or three stars or, or Atlas or port city or somebody was debuting a new beer, you know, people would line up to come to that bar to, to taste those beers. And I don't know if it's just saturation in the market over, over the years and people are, kind of been hitting themselves over the head with beer, but it just doesn't quite draw like they used to. And I know that, you know, maybe folks have started to shy away from doing them and, and everything. Um, I think for us, you know, of course, over the last couple of years, manpower and, and the ability to have those kind of events has been uh, lessened. So it would be awesome to start bringing back more beer events. For us, beer and whiskey, um, we used to do um, some beer and whiskey uh, pair food pairing events, um, whiskey dinners, um, with also a barrel aged beer. In fact, we did one with, uh, uh, sixth engine, which still stands out in my mind. It was an awesome event. It was barrel aged beers and, and whiskeys. Um, and it was incredible. Uh, I don't remember if it was successful. Uh, it was successful from all the, what you got as a patron. It was successful. I don't think it was a successful business event, but, um, as far as the creativity and the, and the products and everything, it was really successful. Um, so yeah, I, I think we'd love to see that kind of stuff come back. Cool. And given that we are in a pandemic and, you know, manpower is down uh, people power, there is a virtual option for battle of the barrels this year. 
as as yep. there has been for the last couple of years, yes? Yeah, so the last couple of years, well, two years ago, it was completely virtual. Um, so we kind of came up with this idea as we were all twiddling our thumbs, sitting in empty restaurants and empty tap rooms, um, that it would be really fun to have the barrel and how, how could we do it? Um, so we decided to order some twisty crowler cans from, um, crowler nation and all the breweries filled those cans and we made little packets. And then we came up with a, with a really, uh, attractive to go kit with a little help from our friends at general design company who have just been incredible and helped sponsor the event and do all kind of the creative, uh, battle themed, uh, paraphernalia for the event and everything like that. So they have played a huge part in us being able to do this virtual thing. So you get a 12 ounce crowler can from every brewery, which is enough beer, honestly, for, you know, we, we pour a five ounce taster here, uh, at the event. So it's beer for two. Again, some of these beers are like 15%. So 12 ounces, um, it could go a long way. Yeah. 12 ounces is it definitely can go a long way. And it comes in a nice tote bag. Uh, you get a commemorative glass. And I think two years ago, you got a hat. Or last year, you got a hat. Two years ago, you got a tea. This year, you'll get a tea and a commemorative glass, commemorative tote, and seven 12-ounce barrel-aged beers. You will want to make use of the reusable modifier in front of the reusable crowler, um, or else yes. you, know, and you also Wednesday, that's Wednesday it. 21st is going to go very poorly for you. Yeah, you uh, you also get to come in to uh, the stone afterwards and get a pint of whoever whoever wins. You get whatever we're carrying on draft from them. Uh, you get a pint of beer in your reusable crowler. We send you a little coin that you can exchange for a pint. So that's the cool. package. I I think I yeah. I think I hit everything. I'm not sure. I have it on good authority that your neighbor and Port City brewer Adam Reza has a keg of Catoctin Creek Brownstone Rye barrel-aged brandy wine. But he's not sure if Port City is going to bring it because Imperial Stouts seem to be uh, the, the, the crowd pleasers over the years. As Ooh. a barley wine fan, mm. can you please tell Adam, who I assume is listening, <laughs> or, you know, if you see him walking his dogs across the street, uh, that... We want the barley wine. Just shout, just shout barley yeah. wine across the street. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just yell across Rhode Island Avenue. Adam, bring the barley wine. Uh, yeah, I've heard, I have heard, and maybe it's actually him muttering to himself at the bar over his, his difficult decision of trying to win or trying to be cool. Um, so bring the cool geeky beer, uh, beer or bring the, the crowd pleaser. It's, it's tough, man, you know? There's there's rep to be had in both uh, in both angles. So you can't lose, even if you're not the champion like DC Brown was last year. We're all that's right. I mean, Adam does like winning. Yes, he does, and then um, likes taking his shirt off. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Absolutely. All right, Colin. Thanks so much. Yeah, Battle of the Barrel Age, September 20th. Get your tickets. We will see you there. Awesome, brother. Thanks, man. Yep, be well. Very cool. Thank you, Colin. Thank you, Boundary Stone. We'll be seeing you soon. So, Brandy, 
You're going to be in LA and you're going to have fun out there. You're going to come back on the pod or perhaps even like give us a whole bunch of photos and like a little write up of Brandy in LA for the site. But here's what you're going to be missing. <sighs> the week, the week that September 17th weekend, pretty much every brewery is going to do their Oktoberfest. Um, I think that you could make Atlas launching their fest beer at Half Street. Yeah, I'll make that that's one. Thurs- that's Thursday the 15th. And I think that Silver Branch's festivities also start that Thursday and continue throughout the weekend, like the 15th to the 18th. But it means no Wheatland Spring, which is Saturday and Sunday. No, I'm flying out that um, day. Oh. <laughs> or maybe Wheatland Spring is just Friday, Saturday. Then Blue Jacket. Port City, so this the uh, Wunderfest. You should check out their um, Wunderfest variety pack. Where they stuck a whole bunch of German lagers. Well, I guess if there's a Hefeweizen in, in there, then there's an ale as well. Um, into a variety pack, which is Chef's Kiss. Excellent. Blue Jacket's actually going to get in on it this year with a whole bunch of gravity kegs and like liter steins. Oh, really? Which I think is very cool. Cool. Yeah. So, like, they're going to have Hill House out of, like, one of the, you know, those rubber-clad um, gravity kegs. I think they brought one to um, Saver. Oh, yeah. But they're going to do they're gonna do a bunch of lagers like that. Cool. I'm sad I'm going to miss And it. then you figure, like, we haven't heard from DC Brow, but, like, they've got those Doc Days concerts on Sundays. Maybe they do something German. Oh, yeah. Um, we haven't heard from Caboose, from Dynasty, from Solace, right? Like, you figure they'll be doing events then, too? Yeah. What about the Maryland breweries? Like, um, you know, like Attaboy and, uh, and like, Sapwood and stuff. I I was trying to find some. I, I know that the uh, Maryland Craft Beer Festival is going to happen, but that's not until November. But I was trying to do some some uh, snooping and couldn't really find anything from other than Silver Branch, you know, like the other Mar- the yeah. other Maryland breweries. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like I'm, it might be on the early side. I like have to assume that denizens could do like a hike the Alps, um, like, like a Marizin or a fest beer series there. Um, is Sapwood going to do a fest beer? They could. I love some Sapwood. I drink it. Me too. Yeah. Like the, yeah, like the the Frederick Brewers could get in on it. Obviously, uh, there's like that that park up in like Germantown, that's sort of like the dean of all area Oktoberfest um, events. Was at Blatz, um, like all the way up there. It's actually not too too far from Elder Pine and Waradaka, um, um, and that. So that those are options too. I would say keep an eye out. Um, this may turn into a thing where we just have to round up everybody. Um, but it really looks like that weekend of uh, the 16th, the 17th, the 18th, um, it's going to be like a huge like Oktoberfest blowout. Yeah, as, as it usually is. I don't. I really yeah. don't know what I was thinking. I'm. I I should be punished for that. Um, I was reading about uh, six Virginia breweries that are doing a collaboration: Fairwinds, Two Silos. Mm. Uh, Old Busthead, Old Ox, Three Notched, and the Virginia Beer Company, they're making a collaboration beer called The Collaborator. It's a traditional Doppelbach. So, um, yeah, um, it's they sh- it should be coming out late fall. So I'd, I think it's going to be a little bit past uh, Oktoberfest time, it, at least from 
my timeline, um, but I'm not 100% sure on that. And it'll be available at all the locations. So all the Virginia breweries have a, a fun little uh, collab going on. That's kind of fun. Check I that like out. that. It's always nice when they do that yeah. sort of a thing. Agreed. Keeping it Virginia, Solace Outpost and Navy Yard has submitted an application to D.C.'s ABRA, the Alcoholic Beverage Regulation Administration, to install a brewery in their D.C. location down there by Audi Field, Buzzards Point, Navy Yard. I saw that. Which means Solace Brewing in D.C. Actually brewing in D.C., yeah. Actually brewing, not just like a tap room, tasting room, making a few beers. I can't imagine it's going to be like a really, really large brew house. I mean, the one, space three, is large. five barrel, but yeah, they've got they've got some room. Yeah, I mean, have you been there? Have you been to the Solace Navy Yard? Yes, yeah. but it's been like probably five months or so. Oh yeah, it's been a while for for me too. But it's it's nice on it's very airy. Um, it's nice. I I like it. Uh, yeah, like it opened good. during the pandemic. Yeah, they've got good pandemic vibes in there with like all the airflow and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so like I like. I like what they've done. Actually, like all the breweries down there, like you look at Blue Jacket, you look at Atlas, like, you know, Walters even, giant garage uh, doors that can open up, air in, air out. We appreciate it. Yeah. And it's a good, such a good location. Um, I, I saw that Vibrissa is opening their second location in Winchester pretty soon. We, uh, we were invited to a soft opening, um, but just realistically, I don't know if any of us are any of D- of us DC beer people are going to make it out there. Um, yeah, if we Winchester had a helicopter, on Wednesday is... that'd be cool. <laughs> we're going to do a crowdfund Indiegogo campaign for like a private jet beer copter. From, yeah, beer copter from from <laughs> College Park to uh, Winchester International. Nice, but yeah, I think that should be very very cool. That may end up being their larger brewery, like when things are all said and done. But of course, there's going to be a food component. They seem super stoked about it. And, you know, shout out to uh, to Mike, to Christina and the Vibrasa crew. Um, it's good. It's going to be great. We'll get out there soon at some point, too. They pump out some good beer. They really do. Yeah. Although it's... I- I don't know the last time I had any. So if you guys want to bring me some Vibrissa beer, feel free to do so because I uh, haven't had any in a while. How do you how do you get how do you get their beer? I feel like I should know this. So I feel like Vibrissa is intermittently available in DC, where like you can find it at say uh, stores like the Craft Beer Cellar, maybe Odd Provisions. Um, Obviously. If you're just across the river in Northern Virginia, the world's your oyster. All those places have it. Uh, actually, in July, I was at a tap takeover at Lost Dog Cafe Alexandria with Mike McCarthy, uh, head brewer of Vibrissa, um, his wife, Christina. Shout out to uh, New Jersey people. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, Park, Park Pass Hellas, um, GABF winning um, Hellas Lager always drinking really, really well. And if you're out there, Arlington Brew Shop, Department of Beer and Wine, Norms. I feel like Northern Virginia uh, is probably like the place to go to get those cans. But keep an eye on places in D.C. The NRG Brew Shop, um, the the Mm. online wing, um, may get some stuff in from, from them from time to time as well. I would say it's it's 
it's worth checking out. Um, they do like the clean beers really well. Uh, no one's making a better West Coast style IPA. Oh gosh, right now yeah. Then yeah, then than Mike McCarthy. What was that, that it was called? Su- it's just cup. Cup of Sun, Sun's Cup. What was that beer called? It's so good. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah, I'm actually going to Virginia this weekend, um, taking my my new bestie slash airbnb um back to Dallas so she can go back to London. I'm so sad. I'm going to miss her. But uh, I'm going to use the opportunity to uh, go say hi to Adrian Ocelot and Richard at Rocket Frog and maybe make another stop. So I'll I'll find some Vibrissa. I'll snack some. We we have beer from Greg, actually, from Greg Travels. Uh, shout out to Greg Parnas, who uh, who crashed with me uh, when he visited, but he brought a bunch of beer. So uh, we'll have that at Beer Share this weekend. That's right. We'll be we'll be we'll be hitting Vermont beers. It'll be lovely. And hey, everybody who's listening, if you all are um, taking trips, tag us. Let us know what it is uh, you're drinking. I love tags. We will see you around. Yeah, I love seeing yeah. all that. Yeah, say say hey right. to me. <laughs> yeah, we are at DC Beer across the socials, and we'll see you on a few weeks. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.